John has been talking about light, and we spent some time talking about that and about the fact that he repeats this theme of light and dark all the way through his gospel, his telling of Jesus' life. We're going to be looking at 1 John verses 6 through 13. If you have your Bible, you want to flip over there and just kind of follow along. You know, light is one of those things that's relatively unique when you really stop to think about it. Is it um, what we see? Is it light particles coming at me or is it a light wave coming at me? Which is it? I heard the answer out there. Yes. <laughs> it's unique because light exists in those two forms. There are times when as our scientists try to look at it, it behaves like particles, almost like a particle beam. In other ways, it acts like it acts like it is a wave. And yet neither of those are mutually exclusive. They both appear to be true. And when you stop to think about it, Jesus being light is really a great metaphor because he exists in two different forms. He is 100% man and he is 100% divine. He is fully God and fully human. Now, do you want me to tell you how that works? I got three words for you. Do you know what they are? I don't know. I just know that it does. Because you see, only God could raise something dead back to life, including himself. But the only thing capable of paying for our sin debt is a perfect human who never sinned. The perfect covenantal sacrifice that brings us back into a relationship with God. Last week we talked about Jesus and that the light had come into the world and that God's people... We're not left in the dark about his coming, that there were things that predicted his coming. When the old man Simeon saw Jesus in the temple on the eighth day of his life, as they were bringing him in for the ceremonies, Simeon knew exactly who that baby was. Was In fact, he says that this baby is the hope of Israel and all mankind. We get this over in Luke 2. Simeon, as he sees the baby, he turns to God and he says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory of your people, Israel. You see, Simeon was looking for the light, and he recognized it 
when he saw it, he saw God's anointed that was predicted by Isaiah. Isaiah 7, 14, you're familiar with that particular verse? Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, you are familiar with those? I'll even throw one more in for free because I see some of y'all are taking notes. Micah 5, 2 is another. Simeon's testimony was that this baby was going to show us the way to live. People were going to be able to see, for this baby was the light. And as we continue to study in John, we're going to see today how you can respond to Jesus. So, in John 6, 1 through, uh, John 6, John 1, 6 through 13, we see three responses to Jesus as the light, and two of them are positive. The first thing we see is the response of recognition. There at verse 6 we read, There was a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all men, all mankind might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. And we see John the writer already in this first chapter starting to contrast John the Baptist and Jesus. They were, they were cousins, this man of light and this man who was a herald. And John was the first to publicly recognize Jesus as Messiah, as the chosen one of God. And John's commission was special. He was the, the Elijah figure, the voice calling in the desert, make ready the way of the Lord. Over in Isaiah 40, we read this about John, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up and every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level and the rugged places a plain. What's he saying? Mountains down, rough places up, rough roads are going to be smooth. What's he saying? Everything is going to come into order. Yes, he's going to take care of the trouble. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all mankind together will see it for the mouth of the creator, Lord, has spoken. Do any of you remember a time when there was such a thing as a full service gas station? Do any of y'all remember that back when they used to, to pump the gas for you? I was looking this past week, and what I found was there are no full-service gas stations left in Michigan. But back in 2020, there was a gas station in 
Grand Rapids by the name of Jack's Service Center that went to be a full-service station during the pandemic when everybody was afraid of where they might catch COVID and whatever, their people started manning the pumps so that people could come through and get gas and not have to be concerned about who handled the pump last. And they did that through 2020. Now, I know some of you probably know there is one place still left where there are full-service gas stations. Anybody know where that is? New Jersey, yes. Yes, New Jersey. That is a union-covered job in New Jersey. And in New Jersey, they still pump your gas for you. Years ago, a story about a minister who was waiting in line for gas before making a holiday trip. And the attendant that was there was, was working to move the cars forward as fast as he can. But, you know, there was a wait coming into holiday times. You know how that happens. And finally, the attendant motioned for the minister to pull his vehicle up to the vacant pump. Reverend, he said, Sorry about the delay, but it seems like everyone waits to the last minute to get ready for a long trip. The minister chuckled to himself and said, <laughs> yeah, I know how that is. It's the same in my business. Friend, if you are putting it off to the last minute, I've got some news for you. We are in the last minutes. Messiah has come. He was crucified. He was buried. He was raised from the dead. And he ascended into heaven. And he said, I am coming back. And as we've already been talking, there's really nothing left to happen that can keep him from coming even today and he is coming back and the time to prepare is now John was his herald he called out about his first coming and we church we are the herald of his return and we are to prepare others for Christ return. So there's that response of recognition. A second response was a response of dismissal. John 1 9. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. You'll note from, from some translations they say, did not comprehend. There's an interesting phrase here. That which was his own, literally, what that is, is he came to his own home. Now the Apostle John personally witnessed this. 
He saw Jesus' teaching and that it was rejected. He saw his miracles, even knew the man himself. And regardless of how much good the people he did for the people or, or how many turned to God because of Jesus' wisdom, he was just summarily dismissed. The world did not recognize him. By the way, any of you guys recognize who this is? Oh, I'm, I'm hearing Joe Montana, Joe Cool. Now, I realize he's been out of the game for a while, right? But if you were around in the 90s, you should know this face, yes? Yes, Hall of Fame took the 49ers to four Super Bowls and successfully won. And at the height of his career, he actually wound up on the disabled list. Now, that's probably not news to you either if you know Joe. He played hard and sometimes he got injured. But he had an injury that he sustained in the 1990 championship game with the New York Giants and uh, had a broken hand and was out of the game. There's a story about him having lunch at a restaurant in Maui um, at a hotel while he was recuperating. And waitress came up and saw his hand all bandaged up and she said, oh, your poor thing, what happened? And Joe Cool just nonchalantly replied, he said, oh, I, I heard it playing football. And the waitress said, really? Aren't you a little old to be playing football? One of the greatest, most famous football players of all time in the prime of his football career. And he wasn't recognized. How do you think God felt when he lowered himself to come into the world that he created? How do you think he felt not being recognized? This world owes its existence to the word. And yet the word has rejected him. Like I said, this phrase here, he came to that which was his own, literally is, he came to his own home. To put it simply, he came home. And his family rejected him. You know, this is part of what makes military life tough. Going into battle for your country. Experiencing the horrors of what mankind is capable of doing to other men. To other women. Surviving insurmountable odds. And why? For the love of country. And then there's the homecoming. And for many soldiers, there's no fanfare. There's 
no banners, there's no parade, there's no thanks. And for some, there's not even family waiting to meet them. Can you imagine going back to a place that you were willing to die for and not receiving even the most basic acknowledgement of your sacrifice? I find it amazing that as mankind has discovered the wonders of the universe and the intricacy of the atom and the molecule, the astronomers explore the strange and tremendous universe in which we exist that has billions of galaxies that fill the starry heavens and men and women come to the conclusion that nothing but blind chance put it all together. Although we are constantly exposed to the marvelous testimony of nature, otherwise intelligent people reject the obvious design that nature screams is there. We find it easier to believe that a tornado can can blow through a junkyard and leave behind a fully assembled functional Ferrari in its wake. Many live in darkness out of choice. They simply dismiss the light and yet Jesus continues to shine on. And through amazing grace, he continues to pry his way into hostile hearts to overcome the darkness. And here's the third response John shows us, that response of acceptance. Verse 12. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. You know the most profound division And there's a lot of division between people today, yes? The most profound division between people, really, is between those who accept Jesus as Lord and those who do not. And it's an eternity of difference. In fact, those groups are diametrically Opposed. John points out in his gospel that one group has a spiritual heritage and the other group has only a human heritage. One focuses on the things above and the other on things below. One seeks to serve the Lord while the other serves themselves. One lives for the light of truth. And the other 
flounders in darkness. And there's one more critical difference. One knows that darkness because they used to live there. And now they have moved into the light. And now they know the light and what it is to live in the light of the almighty God. And that that life beats doing your own thing and living in darkness and in slavery to your own selfish desires. And if you're part of the other, this is probably going right past you. And you're thinking, what in the world is this guy even talking about? And I would say to you, friend, take that question seriously and find out for yourself. Pursue the answer to that question. Because if you want to be intellectually honest, don't take what other people are saying about who Jesus is, about the Bible. Pick one up and read it for yourself. If you go to the the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you can get a red letter edition, just read the red letters. Just read the words of Jesus and see for yourself what he said and what he taught. Read it for yourself. So what am I doing? I'm asking for you to pursue him. And I'm telling you, he's already pursuing you. Because you are valuable to him. And I want to encourage you to get to know who he is through his word, through the word of God, through what's written in the Bible. You can come on Wednesdays. We're actually doing a study through John. We're almost halfway through. We're, we're going to finish up chapter 11 this Wednesday. We're going to take a couple weeks break and start in chapter 12 after the first of the year. But come and learn with us. Or sign up for the Bible studies when they're offered, when there's a men's Bible study or there's a women's Bible study. Sign up for that. Come to Sunday school. Nine o'clock hour, there's two different classes that are going. There's room for other people to be in there and to learn and to study and to grow. If you come to Sunday school, you can get to know the teacher and you can start asking the teacher questions and find out things from them. Or talk to Ken or talk to Andy or talk to Carol or talk to Gina. We have people here who want to help you learn. I want to leave you with this. Friends, we, we need to learn that Christmas is not about a manger. Christmas is about a cross. It's not about shepherds. It's about a savior. It's not about 
wise men. It's about a wonderful counselor. And it's not about presence. It's about knowing the prince of peace. Here in just a few minutes, you're going to have an opportunity to respond to the light. I'm going to pray. We're going to stand and we're going to sing. There's going to be some people down here that uh, if you want to have some prayer for anything that's going on in your life, they'll be down here ready and waiting. If you want to know more, you can just mark it on your card, stick it in. This will come to me. I'll give you a call. We'll sit and talk. Okay? But this year, this Christmas, find the light. Father God, we thank you so much that you are a God who wants to be known that you have gone out of your way that we may know who you are. We thank you, Father, that that sacrifice on the cross is still changing lives today. It is still molding and perfecting those who are seeking life in you. And we thank you, Lord, that you are giving us this opportunity to come into relationship, to renew a relationship. We know your peace can change this world. We've seen it happen time and time again. May that change, Father, start in our hearts. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.